See, when you live under the shadow of the Almighty, he becomes your refuge and your strength. David was not writing this as an example of someone else. He was saying, this is how I live my life. So I would like to look at Psalm 27, verses, verses 4 and 5. So he says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. So where are these places that David is talking about? Do you remember what is described now as the temple of the Holy Spirit? Paul said, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So you say, do you mean I can experience him in me all the time? This is the beauty of what we have now. David danced before the ark of the Lord because that's where the presence of God was. Your heart is the very mercy seat in the same way that the ark was. This is why it is so special that he has chosen to live in the hearts of men and women so that we can experience his presence at any time. So I'd like to read in that same chapter, Psalm 27, verses 7 and 8 now. And this was the answer that the Lord gave to David. In verse 7, he says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. See, I'd like to encourage you to take some of these verses into a quiet place. Go with the promise that Jesus said that he will manifest himself to you. Don't try to just believe with your mind. Open up your heart to believe with your heart. You will encounter the presence of God. Don't try to manipulate it or make something happen. And don't, try to, and, 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 and don't run away when things begin to feel differently for you. See, people tend to go on both sides of this. Either they resist and say, this is a weird and strange experience. And they, they don't allow the Holy Spirit to move freely. Or the other side is they say, well, we know how to do this. And they simply do the same things that they did the last time. And it's, it's supposed to produce the presence of God. But the presence of God is not producible by simply playing the right songs or creating the right atmosphere to be able to experience him. It's a position of your heart. So what did, what did Moses go up on the mountain to, to do? Did he go just to get the Ten Commandments? Did he say, well, I'm going to write the first five books of the Bible? No, he just went to meet God. He just said, God, I want to see you. See, there's a tenacity that comes with pursuing God. We need to desire him more than anything else. 
You can't be half-hearted in your approach to him. This requires full abandon to him. When Isaiah went into the temple, he had an amazing vision of God. Did he go there just to hear the, the rabbi's latest sermon? What was he there for? He was there for one reason, and that was to meet God. Throughout scripture, we find people who had one focus in mind. They wanted to know God. What was so special about Abraham? He wanted to know God. Do you remember how God described Abraham? He will forever be known as the friend of God. See, Abraham knew God personally, but God wants to know you in that same way. Not just to make you live right, but he wants to know your heart. What relationships do you have with people that you enjoy? What if they would just say, well, I do the things right. What if there was no real relationship? Would you stay connected with them? See, the, the number one priority when I say to know him is actually to enjoy him. So do you enjoy the presence of God? When Jesus knocks on the door and comes in to eat with you, is that just to fulfill a requirement? Or is that to relax with you and enjoy your presence? See, I think so many times we push off this as impossible because we question, why would God want to enjoy me? So I would ask you, do you enjoy your children? Or if you don't have children, do you enjoy the people that are around you? See, relationships were God's idea. Even people who would be hardened criminals, they have a network of people that they feel safer around. See, every one of us wants to connect with other people and we are made in the image of God. We are just like him. He wants to encounter our presence. Now, the more that I have practiced just being in the presence of God, I mentioned this earlier, that distractions have less of a pull on my heart. I am able to, able to hear the voice of God. In fact, there's times that I have sat in the presence of God and I have heard his heartbeat as if my head is laying against his chest. When I, when I tell you that John experienced that with Jesus, I'm telling you, I have experienced that with him. There are, there are things of tenderness that we can experience. I, I, I call this the flutters of the heart. Experiencing the presence of God is not in a whirlwind. It's not in a big roar of power. Although there are times when you may experience something more powerful, but the primary way that I experience God is in the soft quietness of my heart. I've actually heard him speak my name. When I was half asleep and half awake, and I hear my name spoken, Doran. He wants to speak your name. He loves your name. 
He loves everything about you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. All the days of your life, he has written for you. And his purpose is to be involved in your life. Now, as you, as you practice the presence of God, there are times that it feels like it works and times it doesn't. But don't be discouraged in this. See, we, we are looking through a, a, like a foggy window. And there are times we just can't see through it. But that's okay too. The more you understand that he, he is drawing you to him, the more you surrender to his draw. See, this requires absolute abandon to him. I'd like to challenge you to set aside all the requests that you have for him. Set aside the things that you've been looking for his hand. Just let them all go and ask to know his heart. And then open up your heart so that he can know you. All you need to do is truly love him and rejoice in him. See, when you love him, you receive his love back. This is what John was doing when he was laying on the chest of Jesus. Even in Psalm 91, where David is talking about this, he says that, that God will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will take refuge. This is why God can be your strong tower. It's not just because he is strong and, and a tower. It's because of the relationship you have with him. The relationship is what makes him a strong tower. You trust in your relationship you have with him. The more you get to know him, the more you understand his power. And the more you laugh at, at the, the at attempts of the enemy. See, this is how God becomes your deliverer. If all you know about him is the, the, the truths that you've learned in, the, in his word, then you truly haven't found the relationship with him. The truths are just as true, but the power of them is, is in relationship with love. See, the abandonment that I'm talking about is really of just uh, surrendering everything to him. See, most of us have a desire to do what's right. In fact, if you're on this call today, you have a desire to do what's right. But when you are pushed to fully abandon everything to him, it's very easy to experience fear. It's almost as if you say, what if it doesn't work out? What if I abandon everything to him and I lose my reputation? See, this is why relationship is a requirement. Without relationship, all the truths in the world don't have any power. See, you, are only, you would only be trying to just live correctly and do the right things. But when you have had an encounter with him, it changes everything. I don't know how God wants to encounter you. That's a personal thing between him and you. So just give yourself unconditionally to him. Do you realize that this is part, part of what Jesus meant when he talked about laying down your life? See, when we hold nothing back from him, he is free to hold nothing back from us. I want you to think of the things in your life that require authority. If you are talking to your kids 
about something and you, you want to exercise authority, is it not so much better when you have relationship? See, God would have the ability to just exercise authority, but with relationship, he doesn't have to force his authority. It's because our hearts are already being drawn to him. And the more your heart is drawn to him, the less authority is needed. See, God wanted this in the Garden of Eden. He created it this way from the beginning. But when Adam and Eve turned and did not trust him, they broke the relationship that they had with God. See, this, the, the example of this in our lives comes out in how we interact with other people. We actually become fully one with God, and that is what draws others to him. See, it's not something that we can do on our own, but it's also not something that God can do on his own. See, Jesus said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all to me. Yes, he drew all judgment to himself, but God said, or Jesus said, no man comes to the Father unless the Father draws him. So there is a magnetism happening. So I don't know whether you are married or not, but hopefully there is a magnetism between you and your spouse and not like two magnets that push each other apart. But when the magnetism is drawing you to your spouse, no one needs to tell you, you have to do this. They don't need to say, you have to care for me. You have a deep desire to care for them. This is what is so enjoyable about practicing the presence of God. When you encounter him, no one is trying to make it happen. You're simply open up to him. And so like a magnet, you are drawn into his presence. And like a magnet, he is drawn into your heart. See, God's heart for us is, yes, that we would be able to know him and that he would be able to know us, but it is to put his love on display. So you can't give something that you haven't received. God wants you to understand his love for you so that you can turn and give that love to someone else. If you don't know the presence of God by your own personal encounter and experience, can you really tell that person on the street, Jesus loves you? Or are you just telling him, well, Jesus died for you? See, when you know the love of the Father, you won't be able to hide the fact that Jesus loves them. This is my challenge to you today. Set aside all your other expectations. Just pretend you've never heard anything about God. And all you want is to know him. This, this one thing that you would seek his face. Pretend you, you've never experienced anything like this. And find a place where you can say, Lord, I am turning my heart to you. I am opening up my heart to you. And anything you begin to experience, you turn to him and you say, is this you? This is where I just begin to say the name of Jesus. Or maybe a song begins to come to my heart. Or I, I, I begin to even just like last night, begin to weep softly. There are tangible experiences that God wants us to have in our body because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So hold nothing back 
You can use a song like this that we, that we had for today. Or maybe there's another song that you love. But don't try to create something. Allow him to touch your heart. Thank you.